everyone and welcome to your NARSA weekly update for the week commencing Monday the 25th of December 2023. Yes, Christmas Day here and first and foremost the most important thing I have to say is Merry Christmas everyone. I think this is a bit of a first, there must be a bit of a first to be publishing a pod on Christmas Day and I'm... I'm not 100% sure how I feel about that, but what I can tell you for certain is how I feel about Rangers continuing to win games and more importantly for this time period to continue to win league games. I absolutely love it. Like, I literally really love it. The games are coming so thick and fast and, and we're very, very much in the groove of just figuring out ways to win, game, to win games and, and, and that's the Rangers way. That's the way that I was very fortunate to grow up with and it just feels like I'm welcoming back an old friend. So I would just like to say, Rangers, thank you very much, old friend. I've missed you and I I hope that you're going to stick around for a long, long, long time. That's certainly the way that it looks right now. Anywho, I hope that you've all been nice and spoiled and that you have had an opportunity to raise a a glass to absent friends during this wonderful festive period and we do have lots on the go in in terms of Rangers over the next wee while as well so we'll just start with the game segment here two games this last week starting with last Wednesday's absolutely completely dominant 2-0 victory at at home to St Johnson and it was it really was just so one-sided and the scoreline absolutely didn't reflect the game at all for me of all the games of all the games in our, in our fixture list, you know, certainly coming up to you know the latter part, second half of, of December, this one against uh, St Johnson and the forthcoming one against Ross County were not really the ones that I was overly concerned about, and, and the only really wee potential banana skin on this one would have been a, a hangover from the monumental efforts of of the two games prior to that, the win in Spain, of course, and then the the League Cup final triumph the weekend before but not we took care of business in a very clinical and methodical and efficient way and ran out 2-0 winners thanks to goals from a very much informed Surrey Odessa's and a late penalty from Captain James Tavernier and this one it became a wee bit sticky with with a shocking red red card challenge around what was that about half an hour in something like that 30 something minutes which has now sidelined another midfielder for us with John Lundstrom being on the end of this one. Just a ridiculous challenge. And you could see by the boy's reaction when the red card came out that he wasn't surprised in in the slightest. Just an absolutely thug challenge. And, you know, I, I hate to see that. I hate to see that. I would hate to see a Rangers player do that to another player. And I obviously hate to see that. When, when you see that happening, just dangerous in, in every single level and hopefully it's not too, too serious for, for uh, Mr Lundstrom and he'll be back um, as, as quickly as possible because we need him. On the positive side, the scoreline for sure and the fact that we're, that we're now, I mean we're really truly closing in on top spot in the, the Scottish Premiership table here now. We were so dominant for the entire game and, and were it not for some tremendous goalkeeping, it would have absolutely clawed back a bunch of the goals that are that are a wee bit of a difference on the goal difference front as well. And, you know, folks, I, I don't want to jinx anything. I truly don't. But we have lost just one domestic goal in the six games thus far in December. And our goals, goals against... In, in the 18 games that we've played thus far this season, is just eight. We've you know it's, it's the lowest in the league by a mile. I think it's the lowest in the league by six or seven, something like that. 
this is starting to get a little bit of a feel of the 55 season for me in, in a whole host of ways and we're obviously we're creeping up here on the halfway point still a lot that can and will happen as the season goes on but long may this continue right now you know the stats uh, we, we give the we give the defense a bit of a a bit of a hard time don't we at times and and i think someone was saying it actually on the on the narsa whatsapp group today that our, our, um, our defensive record is is fantastic this year and what was it we lost was it something like 13 goals in total in the 55 season i'm not saying that we're not going to lose any more than another four or five goals over the course of the season but kind of start to get difficult. The more you attack, the more you actually pummel the teams at the other end, the less chances they have, the less chance and opportunity they have to score. It's kind of football science really, isn't it? But I just wanted to kind of acknowledge that as we're creeping up on two very important games for us as well, that our defensive record is, is exceptional for this year. So congratulations and well done to everybody for that. The negatives for this one, I think the main one, of course, would be the, the Lundstrom injury, the Lundstrom tackle and the subsequent injury. That is, it just wasn't cool at all. And, and other than that, you know, the, the whole performance was very efficient and effective and it was yeah, somewhat routine, three points uh, for us to get. The stats don't lie. It was, at one point, it was 74% possession during the game, but it ended up being 71% possession overall. We had 19 shots on goal with eight on target. They had one shot on goal, which was in the last minute of injury time, and it was a balloon right over the top of the bar. So that was the second game in a row. Um, where we we had where the opposition didn't have a shot on target at in target when you include the League Cup final and Aberdeen suffering the same fate. They are on the, the referee watch. Alan Muir did what he had to do on, on the red card. Obviously VAR stepped in and said you want to come and have a look at this. He took a look at it not for long, came back and 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 you know brandished it or, or I guess rescinded the yellow card and brandished the red card. And I think he managed the game relatively well. Nothing exceptionally brilliant from my recollection, but no real faux pas either. So he'll get the standard 7 out of 10 for that one. Our, our second game was Christmas Eve's win at Motherwell with goals from, very early goals actually, from Kieran Dowell and Todd Cantwell. And the weather was absolutely wild for this one, wasn't it? See the way the ball, the ball was swirling and all that. It was, it was, it was, it was weird. I've never seen wind like that. Like, can I just circling inside the stadium? You know, with all these little pockets. But absolutely wild for this one, and I think that certainly played a part in, in what we watched. Probably more so in the second half. It seemed like the first half maybe wasn't quite of an impact for us. But I thought we were absolutely superb, brilliant in in the first half playing with absolute intensity, zipping the passes around and really just going for the jugular and, and effectively the game was done in the first quarter of an hour or so with the, with the two early goals and that would do very nicely. I would love it if we would do that in every single game and I'm sure you feel the same that, you know, get these early goals and then we can just start to relax, enjoy, get get people to play their game, try some new things maybe if the game's out of sight and, and stuff like that but obviously we couldn't get that third goal to really, really seal it until, um, uh, well, we actually, not until any, we, did, we actually didn't get it, but I don't think we were in any danger of, of um, losing anything in that game anyway. So on the positives for this one, the result, definitely. The defensive display again, another another assist for Cyril Dessers as well. His numbers are, are pretty impressive this last while, and, you know, it, which is especially you know, comforting when he was brought in just because we didn't have anyone else, yeah, quite quite frankly. So that, that was great. Uh, Cantwell, uh, he played really well. I thought, you know, he really, truly getting back to 
his best and he would have got his second of the day but for an incredible save by the Motherwell goalie I, th- I thought he'd actually skied it just over the bar but then when you see the save that, that Kelly made afterwards oh, it, was, it was an incredible save brilliant um, so so good for him for doing that I guess but I thought everyone put in a, you know a proper shift and did a really good job of doing their jobs and and you could just see what we're trying and, and I think I'm, I'm actually onto something there you know that the more we're attacking the more they're trying to do everything they can to contain us the less chances it's going to be created on our goal and of course then the less the less opportunity we're going to have to lose goals as well so I think that's maybe what, what Philippe uh, was talking about when he first came along and it seems to be really bearing fruits now as well which is great on the negatives front I'm probably going to sound a wee bit greedy here but I, ah, the second half we didn't enjoy as much possession of chances and it felt like we just maybe sat back a wee bit too much I, I just uh, not long finished listening to the, the press conference after the game and, and I, I kind of alluded to it a wee bit I go there, you know, the weather might have been um, a factor in this. In fact, I think I'm fairly sure it was a factor in, in the second half there. But, it, you know, it could have made things a wee bit more nervous uh, for us. I don't think it was like, a, oh, we are taking a foot off the gas because this game is done. It just wasn't working quite as well in the second half as it was in the first half. But I just honestly, through the whole game, as I've mentioned, I don't think we were in any danger at all. So, so maybe I'm just... Uh, you know, in the festive spirit, I'll just be thankful for the, the three points and another clean sheet. Uh, the only other negative would be seeing Connor Goldson go off um, towards the end. It looked like it was something to do with his groin, which wasn't wasn't so great. And I know that uh, Philippe Clement was asked about that afterwards, and he says we're just going to have to see. He felt something. I'm hoping it's just precautionary because we we need him back definitely for the weekend, of course. So we'll just need to see what that looks like in terms of the stats. Fifty two percent possession. 10 shots on goal with 6 on target they had 5 shots on goal with 0 on target so that's the third domestic game in a row that we've restricted the opposing team to 0 shots on target I don't think that's a fluke folks I think that's absolutely intentional and this is this is going great um, you know for us for right now so continue to do that Rangers and and we're, we're certainly going to you know pick up a, a hell of a lot more points than we would have with the previous regime in charge on the referee watch David Dickinson I guess he kind of did about as good as he could you know of course as is standard with Scottish football referees he lets them away with foul after foul after foul and then he books Dujon Sterling for basically his first foul when Motherwell have been doing it for, for the whole game it seems like but that just seems to be the, the MO and I was hoping that Philippe Clement was going to say something um, but it seems like he's very very astute and articulate when he picks his times to say things and I thought he might have said something about it after the game and um, because Motherwell were just kind of a wee bit meaty in, in the challenges there um, but hopefully he's on a bit of a campaign to eventually eradicate this if he keeps highlighting it after the fact which he does he does do quite quite subtly so so we'll see how that goes um, and it's I think it's about time our managers have done that um, I, on the on the, the goals, Dessel's two two goals were, were ruled for offside. I didn't agree with the second one. I thought the second one looked like it was onside. And the, the angle that they gave us was like somebody just doing a, a matchstick drawing and it was a terrible angle. And how are you supposed to de- determine absolutely that that one's offside? I didn't, I didn't agree with that one. I thought he deserved to get that one. But the main thing for me was that he still 
put both of them away. Quite good, you know, good finishes as well. And that just kind of smacks to me as a, as a, as a man in, in form right now and a, and a guy just kind of trying to prove a point and, and showing us the value that, that our scouting department had obviously seen in him. And before, um, you know, before things went a wee bit south for him during, during the kind of troubled times of, of the earlier part of the season. So, anyway, this is the referee watch, um, but good for, for Dessels for doing that. The referee, I'm going to give him a six out of ten because I'm just getting annoyed that our players are getting booted all over the place and, and, and not getting the, the protection we should get and then getting refereed to a different standard when it comes to us doing any fouls. I think that's kind of crap, if you ask me. Two games this week and both are in the league again of course and we're, we're really really close to the big one at Sharkhead now folks and and, and really seeing where both teams are at and, and what's what's going to happen, it's getting exciting. And the first one to get out of the way of course and not be taught, not to be taken lightly at all is, is a, a home to Ross County and that's on Wednesday the 27th of December which is also my mum's birthday and our heavenly birthday I guess as you say now and this is a 2.45pm Eastern Standard Time kickoff at 7.45pm in the UK and our last game which was earlier in the season back in late August was a 2-0 victory and with goals from Kamar Roof and James Tavernier and it wasn't a penalty by James Tavernier as well so I'm hoping for a wee bit more than 2-0, but right now, if I'm sitting here and someone says it's 2-0, I would take 2-0. A 2-0 with no more injuries, please, would be the main thing. I would like to see, honestly, I'd like to see the team come out, do what they did against Motherwell, go hell for leather in the first half, get the game absolutely out of sight, get some players rested for the weekend and, and you know, and just kind of coast through the rest of the game unscathed and a little bit drama-free. That would be the ideal scenario. And the second game of the week is, of course, at Sharkhead. It's away to the mob from the East End and that's on Saturday the 30th of December. And that's, a, that's an early one for us here. It's a 7.30am. Eastern Standard Time kickoff, 12.30pm in the UK. <clears throat> You'll remember the last time we played them, it was a 1-0 defeat at Ibrox in, in what was what was really the first game of, of the, the genuine demise of, of Michael Beale and for, for a whole host of reasons. You know, we had the opportunity and the anticipation that we were going to go right at them that day and we, we did our passive, let's see what they do first, junk and then we'll just kind of react and and that was synonymous with with the bigger games under under Michael Beale and his his staff there and and we got hee-haw for our efforts unfortunately that, that day we were of course cheated literally out of the, the opening goal when Dessers had robbed their defender and kind of midway through their half midway in their half I should say and then took it in and then Roof steadies himself and slams it home brilliant goal absolutely nothing wrong with that and there's nobody anywhere complaining about a foul and then VAR decides that it should be looked at and then uh, Diddy Robertson chalked the goal off for, for 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 a foul it was just an absolutely disgusting decision it was a, it was a it was a cheat decision that's exactly what it was I don't mind saying that I'm pretty sure I probably said that at the time as well so what I'm hoping for this game is of course a victory and let's just keep the, the referee chatter to a minimum in this one we go there we do what we've been doing and we end 2023 atop the table, assuming that both results go our way. I think, honestly, folks, that they are going to be absolutely terrified because the abuse that they've been getting game after game after game because they've only lost once meaningfully in, in the last generation. They don't know how to lose. And you've seen how, how things went in the 55 season. They had a catastrophic meltdown. 
during that time. And I don't think this te- this team is certainly not any better than than the team um, over the last couple of seasons, uh, of course. And, and we're getting better now, and they don't know how to handle that. If we go there with anything other than a positive attitude and a willingness to go and really take it to them, I'll be very disappointed, and I'll actually be very surprised. I just don't think that Clement is going to say one thing and do another. He has, has been very clear about what he wants to do, and we have an opportunity to really go and take it to them. And I think they'll be panicking. They'll be like, what, what do we do? Do we go hell for leather and really try and, and you know put a statement down, or do we just see what they're going to do? I don't think there's a lot of confidence going through their side or anything like that. So let's do this. Let's let's get a very positive result on on Wednesday night and then ease into the game and just take it to them. How incredible would that be to end 2023 with us atop the table and a game in hand as well? <laughs> Let the games begin. For RTV, nothing uh, hugely material for this last week. For the last two games, there was a wee bit of an issue for the Motherwell game uh, with the account for the Vancouver downtown uh, boys and girls there, but we got that organised. I think there was some sort of permission uh, thing that was uh, possibly a bit of a human error at the RTV side. So we got that organised for them and they got a chance to watch it afterwards but unfortunately they didn't get a chance to watch it when they had opened the club on the delayed showing there which is never a good thing and then of course there's a couple of guests that came down from out of town so it's just a bad look unfortunately so apologies for that folks and hopefully we've got that organised and that won't happen again on the shout outs I would like to send out hearty congratulations to my beautiful niece Kaylee on getting engaged yesterday on Christmas Eve to her now fiance Scott Dallas uh, here's here's a fantastic example folks of how time flies because I remember when they came over to stay at my place in Calgary for the the convention in 2018 and the family at the time we all thought that Scott might have proposed to her at that point, but we're talking about going out to the mountains and kind of kind of joking that, you know, he might propose her at Lake Louise or at the top of the gondola at BAM for something like that. Nope, not a chance. And here we are five and a half years later and he finally successfully popped the question. So that's fabulous news. And while Kaylee's choice in football teams could literally, literally not be any worse, and I'm pretty sure you know what I mean by that, her choice in men more than makes up for that with Scott as he and his family are the staunchest of staunch blue noses and I can't wait to see what happens at the wedding when simply the best comes on let me just say that that's going to be a beauty you never you know you know what it's like when you get to these uh, kind of mixed weddings so we'll see how that one goes but congratulations to Kaylee and Scott and their beautiful boy Aaron and I can't wait to hear a little bit more about the wedding details when they come around as well and on the convention update we did indeed meet with both convention hotels uh, that we're looking at uh, the Gaylord Palms and the Omni Resort last week and and we had some really good conversations uh, you know they 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 truly got got us you know they did when we were down there and we're just getting a wee bit more uh, kind of refining on the original proposals the original proposals were essentially powerpoint presentations with some information on it um you know the the omni did a better job of getting a wee bit more detailed than than the Gaylord Palms but that's that's just style i think it is maybe just the kind of standards that they that they meet but we had some great conversations we told them some stuff that was going to work some stuff that that was certainly wouldn't work in terms of um uh, more more so on the the food and beverage beverage minimums 
and the like and uh, had some some fantastic conversations there we owe them i owe them a wee bit of information on in terms of of uh, previous performance in terms of food and beverage expenditure and they owe us a wee bit of a sharper pencil overview of, of what that looks like as well so i did say before i was hoping to kind of wrap all this up uh, prior to the the end of the the year but of course back to my scott and kayleigh comment time does genuinely fly by and we we did have a wee bit of a a couple of weeks delay just kind of getting everyone around the table to make sure that we had the, the appropriate people there that, that we needed to have and and to get those conversations going so we'll, we'll get it wrapped up in january we'll be able to announce where it is we're going and we can start to look at getting tickets on sale and, and the usual admin stuff that we have there as well just another quick reminder of the the orsa and sunshine coast rangers supporters club in queensland australia who are hosting the orsa convention on the 29th of february through to the 3rd of march 2024 and if you go to orsa2024.com.au you'll get all the information there that you need they are still doing the raffle and, and i believe their bonus ball stuff uh, competition is still going on as well if you've got any interest in, in doing that and winning the, the signed shirt from the 2006-2007 season and in, the, in their bonus ball competition you can get all that information on the website there that's going to be pretty exciting I think on the other business I just wanted to be a reminder that we are planning our, our general meeting which we're obligated to do via our constitution and that's going to be on the 3rd of February that's the plan for, for right now. So we'll get some more details out about that um, in the early part of the winter break. Give everyone a chance to get through this next busy time and then we'll just get some, some of the admin stuff done and organised then as well. On the comms front for this week, when I'm recording, the, the Jer's Guide wasn't out. So I'm going to make a wee bit of a guess and say that the press conference, press conference for, I imagine we'll get the away days information on... on um, today, probably today or tomorrow on, on RTV, there'll be the press conference for the Ross County game on Tuesday, the game itself on Wednesday. I don't know if the press conference for the Old Firm game will be Thursday or Friday, um, possibly Thursday, who knows, and then of course we have the big one on, on Saturday and, and we'll see where that goes as well. So that's Gaz's Jer's guide and it's probably fairly accurate about what's coming out um, on, on that as well. I did also want to kind of send a bit of a, of a congratulations to, to the club and it's probably not something that they're overly excited about but the, you, you might have seen the announcement that they made last week in terms of the outputs of the, um, the, the, hear, the hearing that was taking place about Rangers getting tickets at Sharkhead for the Old Firm game next week and they had to go through this hearing and provide a bunch of information from both parties, both from the East End side and, and our side as well and then the whole thing just got into farce territory it was absolutely pathetic I mean can you imagine an appeal process that can just break down because the the offending party like the people that were appealing against they just don't produce any evidence and then that's that that's just it like what an absolute joke that was but I'm glad that Rangers language in in the the 
in the announcement in the in the club statement that they'd put out there left nothing really to be perceived about how they felt about it and I love the parting shot at the end saying the club will consider its, its position before participating in any further SPFL-led hearings. Rangers, alongside several other SPFL clubs, also looks forward to the overdue findings of the ongoing protracted SPFL governance review. I love that. The club will consider its position before participating in any further SPFL-led hearings because that's what they did. They said, yep, we're in. Actually, we're not. We didn't get a chance to get any of this stuff. Why don't we just leave it as it is? We didn't get any tickets from them. Anyway, fair's fair. And then the SPFL kind of shrugged their shoulders and says, oh, okay, I guess that's the way it's, it's going to be then. Just bizarre. Like, only in Scotland, folks. Absolutely unbelievable. Anyway, so on to something a wee bit more positive. So, and it'll be even funnier when we beat them there when, when it's only just us and our staff there. Let's just go with that one. But just to end up with a wee positive note, we, we do, through the, the, the hosting platform that we do our podcasts, our weekly podcasts on, we get a, a kind of year-end review and we got the, the information last week and we're in the top 50% of all podcasts, which is kind of cool. On, and this year we had almost 6,500 downloads. We are we are global. We, we're actually we're present. We're, we have downloads in 29 countries and and we we did we published almost 1600 minutes this year now that includes that doesn't include this episode um so this would be the 52nd one of course but they i guess they just kind of go um on a on a different type of calendar um overview as well but it was brilliant but i love to see that you know i love to see the data and and the facts and figures and to see what our reach actually looks like and it's, it's nice to just kind of take stock and see that so i mean as, as i always say at this point you know thank you very very much for listening this is great to have this community it's great to have this platform to be able to educate you about what we're up to and give you a wee bit of an overview of of the the narsa land and um, that, that we live in and, and and i love it and it's great to it's great to see that and of course this doesn't include anybody who listens on on the actual website and in and of itself the, the NARSA website and of course it doesn't include the stuff on YouTube as well so it reaches probably in fact it reaches certainly a wee bit a wee bit more than that as well but yeah nice to see a wee bit of a summary a wee bit of an overview as well so that's all testimony to to you folks tuning in each week and yeah I'd like to thank you very very much for taking the time to do so because that's all for this week and please do pass it on to whomever you think might enjoy it and until next week please enjoy your Christmas break with your loved ones and here's hoping that our team delivers a six crucial points that we are absolutely looking for to round us off from 2023 in fine style until next week in fact until next year because the next one won't be out until the 1st of January please take care of yourself all the very best have a fantastic Christmas a fantastic new year and we will talk to you again next week take care take care folks cheerio on out